0: Music mm-hmm. Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries. I am your host, Dr. Lewis, and I'm coming on today to give you a mighty word that the Lord has given me just an hour ago. And I'm so excited to give it to you guys today because I feel like some of most of us need it in this time. This time has been so critical in the Christian believers uh, life because the enemy has been hard pressed to get us to give up to walk away from Christ. So I pray that this message will touch your heart and your mind and provoke action to do something about and fight against the enemy's tactics and plans for our lives. Let us pray. Father God in the mighty name of Jesus I come to you this afternoon God thanking you for this time God thanking you for isolating me to study your word, to give a good word to your people God thanking you for the time that you've allotted for your people to receive the word and not just be hearers of your word but doers of your word God I ask that no distraction interfere with them and me receiving your word today God we thank you for your love your kindness and your mercy God in the mighty name of Jesus we pray amen hey guys so I'm just I am so excited so if I had to title today's talk it would be called boot camp um and it's in reference to the military boot camp um I don't have an official name for it yet but just understand that this is about boot camp but boot camp for jesus let's let's title with that okay so let me explain what is military boot camp a military boot camp is an initial instruction of new military personnel it is a physically and psychologically intensive process which resocializes you it's subject for unique demands of the military okay so In the military, you are separated. I want you guys to take notes. Get your King James Version Bible out and uh, your pen and pad because you're going to need to take notes. And I want you guys to go back and replay this particular study to yourself. Once you hear it this time, replay it again later because I'm sure you're going to pick up something that um, you didn't pick up the first time. And it's just so imperative that you guys know what's happening. Okay. So we understand what boot, military boot camp is, right? So you know how the military separates the soldier from the family. A lot of times our family uh, suggests us to go into the military for discipline or to save us from the getting into trouble in the world. So in the military, you are Sometimes placed in another city, far away from home. But the idea is to transform your mind, okay? Also your body, if you you know, um, to what they see is fit for the military. The military has so many requirements. You have to be this age. You have to be this weight. You have to be able to do this type of physical um, activity without uh, hardship. And the military has a whole list of the requirements that they want you to have before entering the military. A lot of us jump at the idea of joining the military to get out out of whatever situation that they're in. Sometimes it's to travel the world. Sometimes it's just to experience different things. Sometimes for people um, joining the military gives them a sense of peace because where they pad, where they come from, they come from such poverty and hardship. During um, my time of growing up, and I grew up in uh, the projects, and uh, it was a lot of young people that decided, hey, they're going to get away. They don't want to deal with the crisis that uh, goes on in the uh, poverty-stricken communities. That was their, their escape. Okay. And those people will, you know, applaud it because when they came out of the military, they looked so refreshed. They had a different perspective on life. They were successful. They were financially stable. You can all you can almost set them aside and see the difference between people that entered the military versus people that didn't. And especially if you grew up in a poverty stricken environment, I would say they shine like new money. They look great. Some of them go on to uh, become entrepreneurs or be employees of Fortune 500 companies or or they go on to do great things. Marry, have children, looks to uh, it appears to be that they have living a good life. And the military has saved so many of our people. But, you know, the. When people say they're going into the military, it's like they automatically know that they're going to come out successful. A lot of times if you ask someone why did they join the military, they said they just wanted change. They wanted a better life. And they knew without a shadow of a doubt that the military could offer them that. Let me explain to you how Jesus boot camp is, is like that. And how is it like that? I'm going to break it down and tell you how. So when you join Jesus boot camp, that is when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have said the salvation prayer. You have, uh, you had some encounter with Jesus that made you surrender it all to him. Say, some of us said, hey, I just wanted to give God a try because nothing else was uh, working out for me. Some of the same reasons why people join the military. I want you guys to see the correlation here. So in the Jesus boot camp initial instruction and acceptance as acceptance as a new babe in Christ. It usually begins with that type of event, your salvation prayer or your encounter with God. Okay. Huh? That is your recruitment stage. You know, in the military, you got to go through recruitment process. You got to make sure you meet all those qualifications. But with Jesus boot camp, we don't have to fit any of those qualifications that the military has. We don't have to be in a certain weight class. We don't have to uh, have this type of uh, personality. We don't have to uh, have any of those requirements that the military have because God is accepting. And he said, just come as you are. Just come to me as you are broken, hurt. Just insecure. All of your issues, just bring them to the table. I'm not going to turn you away. I don't care if you don't look uh, the way the world says you ought to look. I don't care. Just come this way. You are accepted. But I want you guys to understand that the boot camp for Jesus, it's a pruning ground for spiritual development. Write that down. The Jesus boot camp is the pruning ground for your spiritual development. You are taken through life issues, crisis, temptation and other challenges to re-socialize you to trusting and relying on him for everything. So. I want you guys to think about your experience when you first gave your life to Christ and the things that happened to you. or How did it make you feel? Go back later and think about this. But I'm going to explain something to you about my experience. And most of you can relate to this. When I first gave my life to Christ, I wasn't prepared for the things that came after that. As a child, I was baptized. I gave my life to Christ at an early age. However, it wasn't until my adult age that I really surrendered my life to Christ. Because now at that point, I understood what I was doing and why I was doing it. It wasn't just tradition. I thank God for my childhood, for my grandparents, making sure that I went to church and I had that foundation because the seed was planted there. But I was not prepared for war. But Jesus boot camp provides that. And I am going to give it to you guys now so you don't have to wait 30, 40 years to get this understanding, because a lot of us give up during the boot camp stage. You know, in the military, if you don't um meet certain requirements, if you don't uh do well in boot camp, they send you home. You're getting a certain amount of time to get it done, and then you sent home. In Jesus' boot camp, we are given the time, that, and that's his grace that he's given us. And we got to thank God that he's given us grace, because if I had to think about all the times that I've given up or turned my back on Christ, he could have killed me in my sin. Hallelujah. That he did. Or he could have just let somebody. I could have just died in my sin through other things. But he didn't. He didn't do that. He gave me the space and opportunity to grow. So I thank God for that. But. In Jesus' boot camp, you are taken through training. And it don't feel good. And I need a lot of us that's listening, that are pastors, teachers, doctors, uh, any anybody that's on the presbytery. I need us to remember that when when people give their lives to Christ. That we have let them know that, hey, yes, you've made this ultimate decision to get, surrender your life to Christ, but that comes with some things. You're going to you're going to go through some trials and us as the body of Christ need to support our brothers and sisters more and letting them know that piece of it. See, when people give their lives to Christ, you hear some pastors say, oh, your life is forever changed. It, 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 um, they will say, oh, your life is forever changed or um, you made the best decision of your life and your life will no longer be uh, in vain and you won't have issues and your life is going to be so much better. Yeah, that's partially the truth but we fail to neglect that it comes with issues and you have to be prepared for those issues and the issues are spiritual warfare. So us as the body of Christ and us as, um, Uh, people that already experienced these things. We have to let our new sisters and brothers know what time it is. We have to let them know this is what's to come. The enemy is out to attack you and you gotta be prayed up because he's not going to take no days off and neither should you. So that requires you to get heavy in your word. So see, here's the thing we give the, the, Just the overall, hey, this is the things that's going to happen. Yes, giving your life to Christ is the best thing you can ever do in your life. No accolade, no education, no amount of money equals to you giving your life to Christ. But you need to know that it comes with a heavy price. You might say, Letitia, why does it come with a heavy price? If God is peace and love and and all things are great, why does it come with a heavy price? Because he paid the ultimate price for our sins. He was beaten. He was ridiculed. But why he did that? Because he wanted us to live. He paid the price for every sin that we committed. Against him. He offered his son as the sacrifice. And when Jesus walked the earth, people didn't, everybody didn't approve of him. They talked about him. They beat him. They hung him. So why wouldn't we expect for the enemy to be doing those things to us? Why do we not think that we're not going to experience some type of hardships? If we're supposed to walk like Christ, we're going to experience things like he did. But understand that everything that happened is going to turn out for our good if we are prepared. And Jesus boot camp will prepare you for that. Okay. So I'm going to explain to you guys what the Jesus boot camp entails. Okay. Like I was saying before, the boot camp is the pruning ground for spiritual development. You are taken through life issues, crisis, temptation, and other challenges to re-socialize you to trusting and relying on him for everything. So when things come in your way, when you say, oh, I'm trusting God, I'm going to church, I'm doing my study, I'm doing, and you still having problems. That's your pruning ground. That ground is there to build you up, to build up your dexterity in Christ. Because if you didn't go through a boot camp, go through obstacles and crisis and all of these things in your life, how would you be a strong believer of him and his word? How can you trust him if you are not working that muscle to build it up, to build up your strength and confidence in him? See, the thing about some of us lazy Christians, and I'm going to get to us because we are definitely at fault for this. Traditionally, we'll just go to church. We may participate on certain ministries in the church. We'll sit in service and, and praise the Lord, jump around and run around the church and yay God. And and most of the time, a lot of us don't read our Bible. We'll leave there and forgot the message that we received or we only open that Bible on Sundays. That is our number one failure because we are not developing a relationship with him. See, the enemy is okay with people like that. Understand this When you're going through so many issues Back to back Or in every area of your life Pay attention and think about Why is the enemy attacking you like that Because he knows you're mighty In the kingdom of God Mm. He knows you have a position That will change lives Of the unbelievers He knows if he Does not Keep throwing obstacles in your way. You're going to soar for Christ. You're going to do the will of God on levels that's unheard of. The, I'm a paraphrase, but the Bible says something about you do more things than he did when he was here. Mm, 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 mm. That's if you are studying. That is if you are developing a relationship with him. But the people that's loxy-daisy, the people that uh, just go to church on holidays or open a word on holidays or Sundays, he don't, he's not worried about them because they are not a threat to him. But we are. We are. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare and decree that everyone listening to the sound of my breath, under the sound of my breath, Will be a warrior for Christ. Will do the work that he set out for them to do. That they will be everything that God called them to be. And that they will develop a relationship with him. That supersedes any relationship with any human on this earth. So, you know, in military boot camp going through their uh their training some people not only just uh don't fit the requirements and they just sent, you know, oh you don't qualify. They don't even make it to boot camp. Some of them make it to boot camp and they realize it's too tough and they quit. And in the Jesus boot camp, when things get tough, most people backslide. They backslide because they lack knowledge and support from their peers. And that is the truth. They lack support and understanding. The Bible says we we pass for the lack of knowledge. Right. Because. If we don't know how to handle issues or we get frustrated by saying, yeah, I could surrender to Christ. I surrender. And these things are still happening. I give up. That's because you're not getting the proper knowledge that you need by getting in your word and developing a relationship with him. Because once you develop a relationship with Christ, it's like. You yearn for more knowledge from him. Just as soon as I hear a word from him, I want to give it immediately. Because I'm so in touch with him speaking to me that I yearn for it. God, what do you have for me today? And it wasn't always that way. I was taken through a pruning process and I'm still continuously taken through a pruning process. So when we want to give up. I advise everyone to not be so weak and give up. Get in your word, get connected with some people, some some, some Christian brothers and sisters that can support you. Because God has not given up on you. So, why would you give up on Him? But remember, in order for you to get proper understanding, you have to get a relationship and study His Word with Him. Okay? So, God is a forgiving God. And I know that, you know, when we go through certain obstacles, it's frustrating. It's frustrating, and some and a lot of times the enemy will put that spirit of impatience on you, and and that spirit of impatience. Look, God, you said you are my Father. You said you would do it today. I need it done today, and th- you already putting these stipulations on Him, and that makes you like, ah, oh, I I give up. I rebuke that spirit right now in the mighty name of Jesus out of your life forever, forever. Understand that the pruning process is going to make you strong. It's going to make you strong. And unlike the military boot camp, they're not just going to let you go home, sign yourself out. Guess what? Jesus boot camp. If you look for it. If you look for him, you will find him. If you go to him, God, I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting this. I need some help. He's going to take you to a word that is just for you. There's a scripture for that to motivate you. One thing I've learned about the Bible, because I didn't know motivating people was my gift long ago. What I'm finding with the word of God is full of motivation to press on. To press, to press. When you're in Jesus boot camp, you are being stretched, stretched to capacity. Sometimes you want to just die. Sometimes you just want to crawl in the hole. Sometimes you just want to lay in depression and anxiety. Sometimes you just want to give it all up. But that is the trick of the enemy. To deceive you and to keep you away from the promised land to keep you away from all of the promises that God have set aside for you. So it's proper understanding is necessary of those obstacle courses and why they are there. So we can pass certain tests. We need to pass these tests. So for example, if you struggle with addiction During your walk, you think the enemy is not going to throw uh, triggers your way to make you to entice you to go backwards. He will. The enemy is so crafty. He knows you. You don't realize he knows you. You ever been in a situation where you had a friend or someone you said they know you through and through the enemy knows you too. understand that. So. When we pass certain tests um, in Jesus boot camp, we get something like a badge of honor, a medal of knowledge, you know, in the military, they get certain badges saying, OK, they are sufficient in this area, whatever. But in the Jesus boot camp, we get the medal of knowledge and badge of honor as well because mm-hmm. yeah we defeated that 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 spirit of addiction we defeated that spirit of anger we defeated that spirit of lack of faith and those badges of honor is something that we gotta continuously fight for see the military once you get it you it don't seem like you have to keep keep fighting for it. But see, with Jesus boot camp, you got to continuously work that muscle. Oh, yeah. Well, this is what you're struggling with. Oh, okay, You think you defeated it? I'm going to wait some time. See, the enemy, he will wait some time and and introduce that struggle again to you. Have you ever met someone relapse on drugs after years and years of being clean? That is exactly what the enemy does. He'll say, okay, I'ma watch you. You're doing good. You got this, huh? Oh, you, you think you delivered from this? I'm gonna present you with something else. I'm gonna present you with your old vice. Cause he knows your vices. But I'ma present, I'ma make it, I'ma make it look appear to be better. Or you might see some uh, ex-drug addict, they might say, oh, when they relapse, they had access to more and more than what they ever had before. That is an attack from the enemy to keep you suppressed. So we have to know who we are in Christ. See, here's the thing. When you know you are called and you know you are gifted, you know that God has placed you here for his glory. You move different. And why do you move different? Because you know that you ain't supposed to be in certain places. Who am I talking to? Who am I? I, I, I know this is hitting home for me. See, when I live for the world, acceptance I wanted to be where everything, where the world was, where everybody was hanging out with whatever. I needed to be at the top of the charts of that. I needed to be, yeah, the leader of the crew of the world till I understood who I was in Christ. I isolate because certain places I don't belong. And I know the power and the anointing that God has placed on me doesn't belong in certain places so that's why it's important for us to know who we are okay so the enemy emphasizes on training on defense tactics and understanding right so jesus boot camp is the same thing we emphasize how to fight how to fight against the enemy We have to fight against the enemy in faith, determination. We have to prepare for battle. We have to destroy those unhealthy relationships. How do we do that? I'm going to tell you, how do we do that? How do we fight against the enemy's attacks? Because the military, they give them weapons, don't they? they get them weapons, but these are our weapons. Hallelujah. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So when we're going through issues, when we're in, we in the battlefield, you better activate that faith. You better activate that faith. Hmm. When you need when you need determination, when you need to just press, when you need to press Jesus, God will show up for you. If you in Philippians 314, it says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That's the press. That's the determination we need. So, you know, in the military on them obstacle courses, them people are fighting through. They tired. Some of them hungry. Some of them hurting. They, we got to press. They pressing to uh, win an obstacle battle. And we are pressing to win a spiritual battle because the enemy is not playing with us. He not playing with us. And the moment we understand that, we will be better. So what do we do when we understand that the enemy is pressing for that, pressing us, and he want to destroy us? We got to prepare for the war. We got to prepare for the spiritual battle. Ephesians 6, 12 says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We got to be prepared. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4 says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine powers to demolish strongholds. We got to pull up. We got to be able to, to use our guns. Because in the military, they teach them. They go through extensive training on how to use their gun. Our weapon, we have to use our weapons in the spirit. It's very important that we do so. It's very important. I don't want us to miss that. So what is our mission? Because, you know, in the military, everybody have a mission. Everybody, once you go through the boot camp, they tell you, hey, uh, this is what you're trying to uh, overcome. This is what you're trying to uh, beat. In the spiritual realm, in the Jesus boot camp. We had these obstacles, right? To develop us to be strong in him. Right? What are we going to do? What's our mission? In Jesus' boot And Jesus' boot camp is to build us up and to bring others to Christ. In Matthew 28 19 and 20, it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of age. Our job, our mission is to save souls. And to live a godly life. And that is what we need to do. But how can we do that if we haven't gone through extensive training? But when we're going through that extensive training, we need other believers for support and encouragement. You know how in the military, you'll see those military people, they are like brothers and sisters. Of all races, don't matter what they look like. They are brothers and sisters and they look out for each other, save each other lives in distress. That is what the body of Christ should look like. We should not just be this this group of people over here, that group of people over there. We should be together building one another up in Christ because we understand that this fight is serious and we need support. So in the military, you are taught teamwork in the Jesus boot camp. Teamwork is paramount. It's a huge priority and it's our mission to spread the gospel. So think about this with teamwork. Let's go description. In Ecclesiastics, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. We supposed to lift each other up. And first Corinthians 12, 12 through 14 says just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts from one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Here's here's some understanding that I want y'all to get from that. You know how some of us think we better than the other. Oh, we may look upon somebody else that's a babe in Christ and say, mm, they doing this wrong. Mm, they don't have that right. Mm. This word says we are one body in Christ. So if you see there's a lack of understanding, help your brother and sister instead of judging them. Because that's the trick of the enemy to keep us separated. And we should be together. Back in biblical times, You didn't hear about everybody. Everybody had a job. What you did hear, people was trading services, trading things for each other. So if I had a house full of canned goods and your house had none, I was sharing with your house because I already knew I had a lot of things that was second nature. Why aren't we like that as the body of Christ? When we see our sisters and brothers struggling with uh their spiritual warfare, and you see that they're struggling and want to give up, why are we not supporting them and prepping the new believers that's just giving their life to Christ about what's to come? We're giving them a false reality. Because, yes, you could tell them, hey, yes, you you knew in Christ and your life will ever be changed and everything will work out for you. But you're not telling them everything that's in between. And that keeps our people away from the church. How many? I bet everybody under the sun of my voice can identify a group of people in their family, friends that wants no parts of the church? Why is that? They've developed church hurt from different circumstances or lack of understanding, lack of support. We can do better as a body of Christ. We can do better. And just because of our behavior, it has kept a nation of people from coming to church or giving their lives to Christ. We have to change that. We have to change that, people. We cannot stay the same we have to give truth that is right from this word we have we can't put our own opinion on it and think that everybody is going to accept our opinion god made us different for all di- for different reasons but the one common mission that is is to get people saved I don't care what your social status is, how much money that you are donating to the church. I don't care about that. In matter of fact, if you donate to this ministry in any way, don't call me and tell me how much you did. Because I don't never want to look at you no different than somebody that donated five or ten dollars. Because why we all are one and I don't want finances to be. The head of this ministry. Yes. I would love for everyone to pour into this ministry. As much as you can. As much as God led you to do so. If God didn't lead you to pour into this ministry. Don't do it. And I mean that. This ministry will wait on God's blessings. So if, if, if this message has touched your heart. And you are called to give. Give. If he didn't, don't touch it because every dollar that come into this ministry, I want it to be a gift that God told you to give and not man. Okay. So getting back to the military, you know, in the military, they taught to use multiple different types of uh, weapons so many that we that will probably <laughs> never see you know but they are prepared so just in case something happens they already prepared they got their weapons all lined up they had their weapons stored somewhere just waiting for an incident a situation to happen where they can pull out all of their weapons right In Jesus boot camp, we need to be able to store up our weapons, okay? We need to be able to access our weapons at any given moment when things go crazy. We got to be prepared. We got to be strategic now because now the enemy is operating differently. The enemy is operating through social media, through our children, through uh, things that we see on TV in every area. he's and, and now, not only that, he's showing you who, who he is. He has some people that's named uh, the enemy's name. Some people are telling you that they are witches and warlocks. You know, years ago, these things used to be quiet. They were quiet communities where they would have meetups to do their destructive things against the Christian community. But now they are out in the open. Think about that. So what of our weapons? Let's talk about our spiritual weapons so we can be prepared. What we have. Our first weapon for spiritual battle is prayer. And Ephesians 618 and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. That's our, That's one of our weapons. Write these down. Prayer, okay? Number two, the word of God. That's another weapon, the Bible. In Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitude of the heart. mm. Number three, faith. In 1 John 5 4, it says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Mm -mm -mm. Faith. Number four, the armor of God. You hear a lot of people saying, Oh, I'm going to put on a full armor of God. But let me tell you that in Ephesians 6, 11 through 17, it, it says, it describes the armor of God, including the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of, word of God. That's what it describes in that passage. But go back and read these scriptures for yourself. Okay. Because anything that I say, it needs to be backed up by scripture. So I need you to go back and confirm what I'm saying. Number five is fasting. In Matthew 17, 21, it says, but this kind does not go out except by praying fasting. So understand that some of these things that you go through and you've used all your weapons except for fasting. And it is still there fasting. Fast in the mighty name of Jesus. The fasting is effective. Fasting is so important. It's so effective that the witches and warlocks are doing it. Because they understand it's effective. It is effective. Okay. So when you're fasting, remember you're you're subduing the flesh and you're operating in the spirit. You're stronger in the spirit. You can get things accomplished. While fasting. Okay. Number six, and this is the last one: praise and worship. When you're going through, start immediately praising God. When, when, when stuff is happening, start immediately praising. So in Psalms 149:6, it says, May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands. Huh. I'm telling you, praise and in spite of your circumstances and what you see that confuses the enemy. He's like, uh, I don't put this type of situation in her life. And she praising God still that confuses the enemy. So just like the military prepare you for war. So does Jesus boot camp. I pray that the day this message blessed you because it, it's truly blessed me. I'm so excited about what God is doing for this ministry and and what he's doing in me I'm thanking him for the stretching season I thank you for stretching me because if he hadn't taken me through different circumstances if the enemy wasn't attacking me in certain areas of my life I would not be hard pressed to run towards Christ the way that I am so I'm glad that I've experienced certain circumstances because it's just made me stronger in him. And now I'm prepared. My weapons are ready. And remember, guys, you always have to be on defense because the enemy is not taking no days off. I pray this message blessed you. Let me close us out in prayer. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I come to you this afternoon, God, thanking you for this time to study with your people, God. Thanking you for this powerful message, God. Let it resonate in someone's heart where they start to utilize their weapons and to gain a closer relationship with you, God. Let this message not fall on deaf ears in the mighty name of Jesus. Let it bless everyone that hears this message. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. So guys, I encourage you guys to share this message with at least five to ten people. Give it to someone. You don't even have to pick. Let God tell you who to send it to. I'm not even going to give a description on who I think it should go to. I want to take my hands off that. God, have your way. In Jesus name. Send it to at least five to ten people. Um, make sure you guys subscribe to our website, www.kingdomlivingentertainment.com. If you want to sow a seed into this ministry, please do so on the donation tab on the website. If you have a prayer request, if you have a message that you would like to send to any other people that is affiliated with Kingdom Living Ministries, please email us. Um, the, the link is on the website. Prayer is at prayer at Kingdom Living entertainment.com. Um, everything is there. The link is in, um, on the website. Also, I look forward to, uh, connecting with you guys. Uh, we have a phone number. I'm going to list this in the description. So if you ever want to send us a message or you want to just uh, stay connected with the ministry, subscribe to the website, and then you will receive via email all of our contact information. Um, Thank you for your time. God bless you. Have an amazing week in Christ. And prayerfully, you will see uh, hear us live on Bible study on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we look forward to having you. Uh, God bless you and have a good day.